of the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Welcome to another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I am your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, and this is the podcast that's talking animation springing from the world of comic books. Welcome everyone to episode 40. We've got an exciting episode. I'm going to get into it in a sec. Let me briefly explain the rules. Comic book animation, rule number one. I've said it enough times, you should know that by now. Rule number two, big fan of Marvel Team-Up, DC Comics presents Brave and the Bold, all the old team-up books, so it's me and a special guest teaming up every week, talking animation. Third and most important rule, we gotta have fun. All right, we're gonna get into it, episode 40. This is going to be part two of our series on the multifaceted Masters of the Universe cartoons over the years. I'll get into more details, but before I do that, I'm going to bring on my guest. He's making his return. Welcome to the multiverse, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. You've really done it this time, Spectro. You really have done it this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I we, we hadn't discussed pay. I still hadn't received the check uh, from the first two episodes I've been on. Uh, I've given you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm really going to need to be compensated for <laughs> for uh, for this one, I think. <laughs> Let me uh, give you all a little background. Uh, when Brian uh, came on the first time, uh, we discovered he's a huge He-Man fan. So we decided we were going to, every time he comes back, we're going to review every individual different version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. We started off with uh, the classic, the original, the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. What was it? The Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Diamond Ray of Disappearance, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that the original series was great because it it, it wasn't, (laughs) but it has a campiness to it. It has a nostalgia, nostalgic quality about it that's still very endearing. So not so sure what we're going to talk about today. It's in the same category. Uh, Before uh, we begin, I always throw out a uh, disclaimer. We don't necessarily profess to be experts on the subject we're just two guys like talking about it but today it's uh part two we're gonna go to the very first time they attempted a reboot of he-man and the masters of the universe we are going to september 1st 1990 the new adventures of he-man so right off the bat we're taking master universe not even in the title <laughs> nope eliminated the master of the universe I am uh, eight, uh, going on nine here, and distinctly remember the buildup and the release of and watching this cartoon. I don't remember ever before this ever seeing this cartoon. In doing my research, it's uh, it's not beloved. I'll say that uh, when I look into it. Some people have been fairer to it than others, but the overwhelming majority of people uh not a fan so when you were you were a child like you said eight or nine and you were a fan of the original 
when this came around, what what was going through your head? It wasn't He Man. It just it wasn't it wasn't He Man. It wasn't what He Man was. wasn't what He Man was supposed to be. Um, I think I talked about it the first time. Like really, you know, my like I kind of like a He Man buddy. That was my. I mean, every kid was into it, but like my cousin, a few years older than me, but we were really like you know that was our bonding thing. And just remember when this came out and the toys, and I was just like, this is not He Man. This is not. I don't know who this was supposed to be for. To me, it's, you know, and and you know, this is a complete side tangent, but it's, I think you see it so many times where they want to just make it something completely different, but kind of cheat and have the familiar names and, and stuff attached to it, even though it's something that's completely different. Did you have the reaction going into it or when you watched it, that's when you realized this wasn't He-Man or right off the bat when you saw the commercials and the new toys, you were like, this isn't He-Man. It was the toys at first. I remember the toys and it was my cousin who got the toys first because I, I never had any of the toys. I was like, that's not He-Man. And then remember just not liking the cartoon. Like it was like, this is awful. And I, I couldn't tell you how many episodes of it I watched, but it was very short lived. To this day, I've never seen all of the episodes of it. And I don't think there's all that many of them. We went a lot into the He-Man origin. So we're going to just gloss over it a little bit for anyone who doesn't know. Mattel had, uh, back in the early, late 70s, early 80s, they'd been very successful with Barbie and Hot Wheels, but they never could compete in the action figure department. So they created their own, instead of trying to license like Star Wars, they created their own action figure line, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which was a whopping success in the 80s. Well, uh, one of the original animators just uh, just passed away. I forget the guy's name, but just passed away like in the last like month or so, I want to say. That's too bad. He's he prominently featured in the documentary they did on... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, heavier set guy, beard. Like I, I forget his uh, name is it now. Mark Taylor? Is it that died? Or? <sighs> it, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I, I saw it. I don't, the only reason I, re- I recognized him when they showed the pictures, but the guy who shaped our childhood, I can't even <laughs> remember, disrespecting his memory by not even remember his name, and he heavily influenced my entire life. <laughs> Toy sales in the 80s through the roof, but then it just sort of... Somewhere around 87, 88, they just sort of plummeted. We don't. We were talking before we started recording. Nobody really could put their finger on why they went from the top of the world to just not selling toys. I think we talked about it a little bit. Like the the weird thing about the series and the toys, the toys continue. They continue to make new toys for years after they made any new episodes of the TV. So really, any character that they created after 1985 never appeared in the show ever because they hadn't made a new episode after 1985 so it was it was a is a weird dynamic and i'm sure that played had to have played uh, a pretty you know prominent role in it but they also started doing some weird things i think with the figures like they had like these rock people figures and like well there's been theories that uh the the shira line contributed to it but i, I don't know if i buy into that because uh it was very successful and he that did have a very strong female audience back in the day uh, some people said that when the cartoon stopped, the kids weren't exposed to the show on a daily basis, and they kind of just had the figures that was uh, coming out of it. I mean, that does. I mean, the show was still on every day. It was just in syndication. Because I remember when He Man when they were making new episodes. I'm too young to remember. You know, again, eighty four, eighty five. I'm four or five years old. Like I'm sure I watched it, but I don't remember that. But I definitely remember like first grade second grade third grade like coming home from school and watching he-man 
one of the most popular theories is then the, the movie came out, the live action movie, and they thought this was going to reinvigorate the, the toy line. And <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. But we all know how the movie uh, worked out. You're going to make me do that too. <laughs> Fortunately, that one's li- I only do animation. So, oh, okay. So, you're, yeah. You're going to pass on that. Well, I can just tell you that's a real piece of crap, too. That's like they feel like, the, oh, my God. What a what an abysmal piece of garbage that is. So, someone decided that they needed a cartoon again to get interest back into the into the show, get kids watching, get a new generation because you got to understand it's a seven it's 1989 now, so it's a 6-year gap between the original cartoon and now. So, I mean, a lot of these kids if they were, you know, 7 or 8, they're now 13 or 14, some of them are growing out of toys. So, they decided they were going to come back with the new adventures of He-Man. I'm going to make an analogy here. Tarzan, and, and you'll get it, and anybody who's a wrestling fan, I'm a, I'm a pro wrestler, so I'm going to make wrestling analogies. Do you remember when Hogan came back in 93, and he was about 50 to 70 pounds lighter? Yeah, he looked like, like a deflated balloon. It's exactly <laughs> what they did with He-Man from the original cartoon to the new adventures of He-Man. Like, that's exactly what they did. It reminded, it reminds me, and in this analogy, it literally just came to me. I'm like, it's when Hogan came back after he got off the gas. <laughs> So originally, Filmation was going to do a direct continuation of the original series, but Filmation ended up closing its doors. So then a new production company, Jetlag Productions, took over, and it was developed by a, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Jack Olisker and Gene Shalapin. And um, I watched a little, like, I found this bizarre little random documentary on it, and they, they all seemed to think, the only thing that kept coming up in the documentary, this was going to be more science-based. It was going to be less of the sword and sorcery less si- and more science-based. And I, I don't know what got into their head that that was like the key to- <laughs> To revive it. To revive it. It felt like they were trying to reinvent the wheel almost. Well, again, like I said, it's it's. I think there's this really lazy thing in entertainment that, that is done. It's done in comic books, I think quite a bit with uh you know lately with recasting superheroes nobody wants to create anything new so it's like well let's piggyback off this thing that was already successful we're going to make the show we want to make but then we're going to shoehorn these characters into this completely different thing that has nothing to do with what he-man and the masters of the universe is or ever was so uh jack olisker who wrote the episode that we're going to be watching that's called a new beginning. He kind of come up with the Bible, and they did some mini comics before the cartoon came out. I didn't even know that. I, I didn't either until watching this. With some bizarre changes, um, the got rid of Prince Adam, which is weird because the old comics didn't have Prince Adam. He came out in the cartoon, and then they were going to go back to getting rid of him. He also was going to say, he said in the comics, by the power of Eternia, not by the power of Grayskull. All right. <laughs> they finally convinced him when the cartoon was in production that he kind of needed a secret identity. With uh, if Skeletor knew he was Prince Adam, there really was that that drama was taking. Oh, we're gonna get into that too. By the way, we're gonna get into that because this is. I mean, this is essentially still supposed to be like not a direct continuation, but we're not ignoring the history of He Man here. This is not like a reboot in the sense of like you're getting like an origin story. This is. This is He-Man after the events of the original cartoon, if I'm understanding, at least if I, my understanding of it is correctly. It's not like when they rebooted the series in 
2002 or the 2021 reboot where it's like we're restarting the franchise. This was like He-Man's already has these established things he's done. Now it's going to be in this new adventure. Yeah, no, they say that this is in the the show takes place in the future, which I was never really sure what time period attorney it was supposed to be in, in the first Me place. either. <laughs> if you've never seen it, uh, we're going to paint a little bit of a picture. The design of He-Man, let's start with that. We're going to get into it more when we watch the episode, but it's it's bizarre. Your, your Hulk Hogan comparison is, one, he's very lean compared to the He-Man of the original, which is weird because when he was created... The whole point was he was supposed to be bigger and than all the yeah, other. Yeah, it was something figures. like yeah, it was something that was really going to appeal to. I mean, and I know it's it's kind of passe concepts when you talk about it now, but at that time period, the He Man toys it was they were specifically geared towards boys. And it was supposed to project this like really strong, really fierce, muscular, big sort of you know tough thing that boys were going to gravitate to. And, uh, he traded in the, the loincloth for a pair of blue uh, spandex pants. <laughs> ponytail now yeah he doesn't i don't know he did looking at i mean we haven't watched it yet but the picture is he he not really doesn't i don't know i don't you don't think he man when you look at him originally i would he say. doesn't project as somebody who has like these enormous he doesn't practice the most powerful man in the universe exactly I'd he's supposed to he man is supposed to be the most powerful man in the universe you know the original he man looks like you know it looks like he's 300 pounds lean rip this guy looks like he's a buck 70 you know um, and not only is it in the future, he has left Eternia. He's on planet Primus, which we're going to get into more when we watch the episode because there's some things that happen in the episode that are really confusing. When you, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they also the logic was they thought if they updated it, that gave them like an open book to a whole bunch of new toys, new characters, new vehicles, you know, more versions of He Man. So kid would rebuy He Man. Because um, a lot of people complained also that uh, some of the newer kids couldn't get the original He-Man and Skeletor. So they figured this would, now everybody would have a He-Man and Skeletor, plus a whole bunch of new figures. Now listen to some of these characters. Flipshot, <laughs> Hydron, Tuscador, Flog, Slushhead, <laughs> Quake, Staghorn, my favorite, Butthead. All right, all right. I'm assuming that's like an updated Ram Man. Um, God. Like Lizor, Hoove, like. I mean, the names are campy. Like, yeah. that's a He Man <laughs> thing. Like, it's. Uh, but I mean, if you ever listen to the original lore of it, the whole thing of He Man was supposed to be like, everybody's supposed to be something man. Like, yes. He Man, Ram Man, Beast Man, Moss Man. Like, We're going to get into it in a minute for. We're just going to give a little bit of the credit where it's due. He Man was created by Roger Sweet. And a bizarre thing, he, Prince Adam and He-Man are voiced by two different people on this show, which I think is bizarre. Prince Adam is voiced by a Doug Parker, who is a voice actor. He'd worked on Conan, G.I. Joe. He'd done the uh, Camp Candy. I don't know if you remember that. The- I do remember Camp Candy. <laughs> <laughs> but He-Man is voiced by a Gary Chalk, who uh, he had played Colonel uh, Chekhov on the Stargate television show, but he was also on Transformers Armada. He was Optimus Prime, so that must be some updated Transformers that I'm unfamiliar with. Probably another piece of garbage. <laughs> but I know it just seems to take away. I, I I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about Adam. What do you think about Prince Adam and uh, He Man having different voices? I gotta tell you, I didn't even notice on uh, the episode. Like you know, I didn't. I didn't even know. It's not distinct enough. 
that I picked up on it being two different uh, people. <laughs> so it's 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 not distinct. Their voices must sound pretty similar in real life. And Skeletor, who is uh, created by Mark Taylor, he's voiced by a uh, uh, Campbell Lane, the late Campbell Lane, who actually his claim to fame was I don't know if you'll know this. Uh, there was a Nick Fury Agents of Shield television pilot in the late nineties, and he played uh, Baron von Strucker on it. Hmm. I thought I actually thought um, this Skeletor. Sound a little Mark Hamillish, like I, I <laughs> a little bit. At one point, I was like, "Is this? Is this Mark Hamill didn't voice this, did he?" And we'll get into the uh, character design, but those are really the. There's only there's those are the pertinence. <laughs> they're the only pertinence. The only like characters from the original that show up on this particular episode, even though throughout the course of it, I, I my research said that uh, some of the other characters do show up. We see we see the sorceress. She, sorceress, you're yeah. right. Sorceress does show up, and uh. Prince Adam's parents show up yeah. as well, and they actually like they kept them like true. And I'm skipping ahead a little, but they keep they kept their and sorcerers look completely different and weird. But King Randor, Queen Marlena, they looked very similar to the filmation episode. This is uh, completely off subject, but you, I, doing my research, I discovered his mother supposedly is not from Eternia. No, there's she has some sort of backstory. There's an episode of it in the original series of, of like where she comes from. I learned something new every day. I, I had no idea that was a thing. But yeah, um, most of the reviews of this, I, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm hoping asking you, Brian, to do the same. I mean, that's. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's uh, not wasn't possible. Uh, my biases against this were set uh, back in about 1990. Man, <laughs> yeah, the online. Uh, critiques not very popular um the only other person uh i really know into he-man as much as you sean burke uh he a fan of uh of the series he he is not he is not either sean burke would be a great person to have on a talk he-man sometime his not see for me i'm more just like a fanboy. like yeah. sean burke is like intimate deep knowledge of like the lore of he-man like the comics like everything so without further ado <laughs> We're going to take a break, and we're going to watch The New Adventures of He-Man, A New Beginning. Stay with us. There is a place where legends are born. Where the light confronts the dark. A world of incredible mystery magic and adventure a world where colossal powers will collide in a battle to control the universe the place is earth the time is now. Masters of the Universe. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. And Meg Foster is Evil Lynn. Masters of the Universe. Coming to Earth. Strange things can happen with the Skeletor Skull Staff. Wicked Sam! Time for your lesson! Let's go! 
Ulster makes six battles out. Yeah. The Skeletor Skullstaff. Thanks for the workout, Bonehead. There's only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Wanna be next? I don't think I like the odds. Only one man with the power to seize control of the tri-solar galaxy. Only the most powerful man in the universe can protect the people of Primus, no matter what it takes. They're coming for us. Then we won't disappoint them. Watch the new adventures of He-Man. Starts Monday at 8.30 on Channel 11. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. My name is Adam of Grayskull. When good is threatened by the power of Eternia, And we are back. And we just watched The New Adventures of He-Man, A New Beginning. Well, um... You should do the old Bobby Heenan bit here, Tarzan, where I'm like... Just, you know, <laughs> will you stop? <laughs> I'll have you taken out of here. <laughs> so they open with the credits with uh, Prince Adam and He-Man kind of explaining the plot, which is kind of weird because the pilot is actually like the origin. So we kind of learn this on the episode as well. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's the opening credit. Which I mean, he he, the original series had a very elaborate yeah. opening credit scene. So I think I feel like there was some trying to mimic the original you know opening to like if there, there's a there's a familiar quality to that i think i mean we talked about the he-man design forget the he-man prince adam's design is goddamn terrible why is he yeah he's wearing like a toga all of a sudden now like they're like now like the on eternia it's like greek mythology all of a sudden like he's got like ponytails or like pigtails or something yeah like it's bizarre it's just awful they talk about how um He's going into the future. We find him right off the bat, like Planet Primus. Like, what? What's the deal with that? Why, why take it off Eternia? What's the deal, <laughs> Planet Primus? I have no clue. I have absolutely, positively, um, I, I, I don't have a good answer. I don't know why it didn't just take place in the future on Eternia. Oh, and, it- and furthermore, I don't even. I mean, we can get into it, but as we get into this episode, but. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, we'll save it. I'll save my comments. I'll reserve my comments for when we actually get there. Well, not to mention the um, the villains aren't from Eternia either. They're from a, a neighboring planet. Hold on, I'm going to find the name of it. It's, uh, where is it here? I just saw it. Give me one second. They're mutants. They're mutants, yeah. They're mutants uh, from the planet uh, Denebria. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I wish I was inebriated right now. <laughs> Let's see if I could. Yeah, they are from. They're mutants. Uh, yeah, they're Denebria. That is. Uh, let's just move on. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's what the audience said, too. <laughs> but yes, Prince Adams is horrible. So we open on the planet. This brother and sister with these weird clothes. Yeah, with these weird animals. With these weird animals. You find out the sister has telepathy she's talking to one of the animals with her <laughs> which spoil alert doesn't amount to anything that happens in the later <laughs> I, I mean let's stop for one second here, right you, you're you're establishing this is a new the new adventures of he-man why aren't you starting with he-man <laughs> like why why aren't you starting with he-man like what are we doing 
You got me. Because, yeah, it's not. He I'm going to give a spoiler. I'm going to give a spoiler. Uh, you don't freaking see He-Man until like the seven minute mark. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, it, it does take a while to get there. That's a third of the show of a 30 minute television program. 22 minute runtime on these things. The first third of the episode, no He-Man. No, we're, we're, we're establishing the, uh, the, the storyline. <laughs> he says he wants to learn the, that, those abilities because he wants to thump those mutants and he even has his fake toy gun. Actually, I don't think, I think it's like an air gun where <laughs> yeah. he's like going pow, pow, pow. And, uh, Fighting's banned. Yep. She brings that up that the shield will protect him, but fighting has been banned. So you find out there's a shield around Primus protecting them. Very Star Wars like. Yes. And then you find, this is kind of weird too. There's, there's a floating skull. But there's also like a ship within the skull that's like this big green, the ugliest sci-fi design I've ever seen. It looks like a bugger. And it's odd because this has nothing to do with Skeletor, mind you, but they've... Foreshadowing. Yeah, it's a giant skull. And a flog, he's the leader of the mutants. Who is flog. Very, uh, very vocal, very, very loud, this guy. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> he says, uh, set the course. They're finally going to break that shield. We'll see about that. So they're under attack again. Uh, the shield is. Uh, they go back to that brother and sister. And uh, she says not to worry because the shield will uh, will hold up. It'll be over soon. And that's where he says it's not going to be over until they've uh, fought those mutants. And that's when she let us know that it's been uh, banned fighting for, a th- well, she didn't say, she said a thousand, like, Talps or talp? Yeah, yeah, what is the deal with this? With things like this, why do we got to overcomplicate time? Like, imagine, like, again, here I am, my eight-year-old brain trying to, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to absorb the fact that they've changed everything I love about uh, my favorite cartoon of all time. But now I got to decipher what they measure time by, too. <laughs> then we switch to this girl who's uh, she's talking to to Flipshot on a, on a little uh, video screen. And she says she's uh she's got to go where he says I guess our date's over. So yeah, these guys are like dopes, by the way. I, I, which I, they're supposed to be like I couldn't figure out at first like if they were like I assumed they were the baby faces, but like I was like these guys are kind of dopes. So, like why are they dummies? And uh, yeah, Captain Hydron and uh, Flipshot. Th- these guys look like GI- rejects from the GI Joe line to me. Yeah, that's just yeah. So then she goes to this guy who looks like a wizard who's sitting in a throne. He's saying how oh, the work's been re- rewarded. He's found the solution. Uh, old wizard. Yeah, he knows that uh, he's found the, the time code into another world. Severin's his name, and the time is now, and she says he must rest, but uh, he can't. He has to go to the inner circle to explain that there is a chance uh, to save the shield. So then... Uh, they go back to uh, flogging his man. They're shooting at the shield, but it's not working. So he says he's gonna, it's just going to back off. But they're going to be back. <laughs> and he says again and again and again and again. He actually says again three times and break the shield. And Do we ever and, establish why they want? And humankind. Listen, do they ever, what's their motive? Have we established a motive yet? Doesn't seem to have one. And I don't. no one's chasing them off and fighting them. They're just shooting at the shield. It doesn't break. And he's like, ah, that's it. It's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, if they if they think they're gonna break through it eventually, wouldn't you just keep shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting? <laughs> so then we go back to Severin. He's uh he's talking to this council. It's a bunch of people that are like in these giant crystals. 
with a giant crystal in the middle. Which apparently they're getting picked off every time the... Did you pick up on that? Like, yeah. it sounds like... Yeah, we were losing some of you? Yeah, so like the... Sh- the sh- like. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. <laughs> he says that one more attack and the, the shield will fail. Uh, they need to get to the past because uh, they know they can bring something good to save them. And uh, they give him permission uh, to send a message to the past. Never really established what is in this guy's head that uh, there's something in the past that can yeah, save the, the day. It's not, I mean... <laughs> He's a scientist, I guess, but he comes across like an old wizard. But maybe he's an oracle as well. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really know. Uh, we switch to uh, uh, Flipshot and Captain Hydron. They're uh, they're shooting mutants in outer space. Uh, you find out though, it's just a simulator. They get a message that uh, that uh, he needs both of them for a dangerous mission. Oh boy. Flipshot seems pretty nervous at this point. Again, like, aren't we supposed to establish these guys as, like, brave, heroic? Like, nope. Scaredy like, cats. When he says he's scared, then he, like, clears his throat and deepens it. He's like, uh, of course I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. So, we switch to the time ship, which looks like a giant snail. <laughs> this next part of... uh. Uh, you know, I'm not as harsh on this as you are, but this next part I could have really done without. We get this group of really annoying <laughs> wizard scientists. I'm not even sure what they are. Where all of them are trying to take credit for building the uh, the time ship. It's really annoying. I got. I, I can't even really. Unfortunately, I, I wish I had. What does it even do for the for anything here? I, I, they like to say all oh, that. You remember that Orco guy? Let's try and split him into five people. <laughs> in this um. So after they're all arguing about it, he says, oh, "They got to hurry. Mutants could be here any minute." And they all duck and hide because they're terrified because <laughs> <laughs> the mutants are coming. Apparently, again, the entire planet just filled with cowards. <laughs> Just absolute cowards, well, all of them. The shields been protecting them their whole life. They've never had to fight, so that's why they're tired. <laughs> uh, he, he says, "Not to worry, they're not here yet." And then the time panel is opening. And it's like a giant, like vortex in the sky. And so, uh, Captain Hydron and Flipshot they go in it and they fly right up into it. But then they land up in the same spot. Said it didn't go anywhere, but when they uh, step out, they're actually in mud. Okay, so here's uh, where now insert my rant. They're they're gone. They're in Eternia now. In the past, yep. They feel like they haven't gone anywhere. So this isn't just a. It's not like they just went back into the past on their own damn planet. This is like they went to the past to another planet. Well, it, they it's the same spot. In fact, later on you see. Snake Mountain is on Primus. You see that in a future shot in the episode, not to jump ahead. Yeah. So, so this is not Eternia then. I, I don't know. Like I feel it, I thought that was implied this is Eternia, but they also implied they never went anywhere. So <laughs> Exactly. It makes me think Eternia has been completely destroyed and then a new civilization popped up and renamed the planet Primus. <laughs> yeah, I was if you hadn't gone on that rant, I was gonna bring that up because it is idiotic. Which begs the question. Why not just have it attorney in the future? I mean, you're you're answering your own questions. Here. <laughs> so some guys, uh, they're laughing at him for being stuck in the mud. They got these big uh, helmets with like ram horns on them. Yeah, like what? What the? F- why not? Why isn't like 
freaking Beast Man and Trap Jaw coming to get them or something. Yeah, I don't. That's like, I don't remember every episode, but I remember these guys ever being henchmen of Skeletor. So no. why the hell wouldn't they like you know, yeah, Trap Jaw, Merman, Beast Man, Evil Lynn, any even for a few seconds, put some of the original characters in. But uh, they they say they're gonna bring them to Snake Mountain. Skeletor might have a use for them. All right, so. Snake Mountain showing up, so we're getting we're getting some. And Snake Mountain was very looked very much again like like the original design, like yeah. it looked like the original cartoon. So we're getting some homages to the uh, to the original one. Then we finally get a glimpse of He Man walking through a village, just minding his own business, and all his swimmer slender body glory tail and his, his bright blue pants. Not trying to body shame anybody here, but like you know, He Man should be more than a buck eighty. Uh, he gets a telepathic message from the sorceress. All right, so we're getting another connection to the original one. But she says, the future needs you. Uh, you must move there to save all of mankind. So at least the sorceress is magic. I can buy her knowing that. Yeah, like that's that's the, that's within the realm of like what's been established with the sorceress. Uh, He-Man says, I always have friends and family here, and uh, he doesn't want to leave. And even if he could, how could he get there? And she says how the future is already here looking for you. Doesn't seem like he has any friends because you don't see any of his best friends, you know, like <laughs> Tila and Orko and Battle Cat. Yeah, not even Cringer for crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and he, by the way, he's so uh, another stupid plot hole here, right? Why is he He-Man right now? Yeah, he's not Prince Adam. He's actually He-Man. He's He-Man. Yeah, why is he He-Man? He has no reason to be He-Man at this moment. And he's just casually walking around. Walking around. Maybe he's got to the point in his life where he prefers being He-Man to Prince Adam, so he, uh, he only breaks out Prince Adam when necessary. <laughs> so we go to Snake Mountain, and Skeletor's on a throne, and they're talking about how these guys might... They're not sure if they believe they're from the future. What do you think of the the, the design of this Skeletor? It's awful. It look, His face, it kind of reminds me of uh, like Jim Carrey, the mask. Like, the, <laughs> like, it doesn't look like a skull. It looks like flesh like it's it's weird looking it's yeah it doesn't match the rest of them it's it's, it's yeah his, his his face is like a he has eyeballs yeah it's like a, it's just like a different color too like it's a it's like a it's like a greenish like and he also looks small like <laughs> yes uh, yeah i didn't i i didn't care for it he's, he's too i mean he was silly on the original cartoon but this i mean he's very very silly here yeah and, uh he says how uh, maybe they are from the future and uh he likes the idea of beings who can travel through time, but are unable to defend themselves. He likes that. Almost makes him smile. <laughs> and then he like sticks his face right in the guard's face, smiling. <laughs> this is a really strange interaction. <laughs> yeah. So the guard finally breaks down and cracks a smile. And he's like, I didn't tell you to smile. <laughs> you don't smile unless I tell you to smile. And then he says... You don't even breathe unless I tell you. You're saying it way more menacingly than, than Skeletor said it, by the way. He is kind of goofy sounding. And he tells him, matter of fact, to stop breathing, which the guy does. But And who the hell are these guards? <laughs> yeah, also not like Beast Man or anybody, no. just random guards. But he's in a good mood. He lets him breathe again. He he kind of reminded me of, uh, all I could think of is uh, Cold Miser from Year Without a Santa Claus. That's what he reminded me of. <laughs> And he's not, yeah, he's not tall. He's not big. He's not really all that menacing. No. He doesn't even look scary. He looks no, kind of goofy. Goofy, yeah. So then we go to Flipshot and Hydron. They're in a jail cell. He's two dumbasses. This is when, yeah, they are pretty. <laughs> Skeletor comes in and talks to the 
How, uh, why did you lock up these good men? They're just seeking help. So Skeletor is going to pull a ruse here. Yeah, every, everything about these two guys is like, what is likable about, you know, was it Captain Hydron? Hydron and, and Flipshot. And Flipshot. What is likable about these guys so far? They're afraid, they're stupid, and they're about to get duped. What? Captain Hydron is always wearing scuba gear for some <laughs> inexplicable reason. I guess Skeletor is just sick of getting his ass kicked on Eternia, so he figures he'll go to this future place and he can rule there with an iron fist. Uh, he apologizes. Uh, he says how uh, he's the planet's original good person. <laughs> like, not that he's like benevolent or the king or hero. He's the good person. There are a lot of bad people, he says, pretending to be good. I mean, well, good is really, you know, it's all a matter of perception. And he asks them what he can do. He can tell they're good. What can you do to help? Help make things up for putting him in prison. Help him out on Primus. I'm yours to command, is uh, what he says. And they say, oh, this isn't what they thought good was going to look like. <laughs> and he says, you and me both. <laughs> so I guess like Evil Land, Beast Man, and all that just doesn't, uh, just going to leave uh, them all behind. Apparently they're dead. Yeah. Apparently they're dead. Then we go to Adam and his terrible poncho whatever <laughs> yeah he's talking to the king queen how he has to leave he has to uh go to protect the future and uh he gets a message from the uh sorceress while this is going on that uh he's uh running out of time he does pull out the sword and he actually does say uh by the power of grayskull and he transforms but it's kind of lame yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> and the only people he's saying bye to is his parents. Again, no, none of his friends. Oh, by the way, I think I think King Randor, kind of a dirtbag, f- telling his kid, you know, oh, you're He-Man? I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so they didn't know he was He-Man, and he just gives it up, like, right here and now. I guess since he's leaving, he doesn't want the secret anymore. Yeah, now they're proud of him. But they even say that it's his destiny to go save the future. So and then he just uh, he's gonna leave. He shows up to where Skeletor is with uh, those two dopes, uh, Flipshot and uh, Hydron, and uh, says, uh, "Don't be fooled by uh, He Man." And uh, He Man says, "You're the fool if you think you can convince anyone you're good." So Skeletor, he's gonna defeat him. He's gonna feel the the wrath of Skeletor and the power of, and he almost slips up, and he says, "Good, of course." So uh, he uh, shoots lasers at He-Man from his uh, his staff there. So, yeah, he shoots a laser at He-Man, blocks. He's going to show him what the power of good can do. He levitates a giant rock, which He-Man, just with the sword of power, slices in half, no problem. So then Flipshot, they, they can't decide which is the which is good and which is bad, but the portal's closing. So they have no choice. they got to take them both. Which, is, by the way, contradicts the opening credit scene that tells you the story because it's painted that He-Man goes and Skeletor follows. Uh, yeah, they did say that. <laughs> they did. That's literally in the opening credits. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually, they, they couldn't tell, so they didn't have time, so they had to push them both in. Yeah, they got fooled by these two morons. They land the future. Everyone's excited. They're back. He-Man and Skeletor crash out. They're still fighting. And at that point, we find out the mutants have finally made it through the shield. They're in big ships shooting at them. Let's just like, like an hour later. Yeah. 
Uh, Flog yells, crush them, destroy them. The, the mutants needed a lunch break. <laughs> they took their one hour lunch break and then they went back to to shoot the planet. And there's only like three ships too. these mutants. So I don't know what they're so scared of. They need a shield to protect the entire planet when there's like four of them. <laughs> then he says, time for you folks to meet the real Skeletor. And then he shoots a laser at a tree behind them all and says, timber and laughs, of course. That He-Man just destroys the tree with his sword. Yeah, that's a new power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like he sliced it. It was like it he, was like he evaporated. He evaporated it. with his sword. It was very, very strange. So right then, then the mutants uh, they swing back around, and he's yelling, "Fogs missing again! Don't miss this time!" He-Man yells, "I have the power!" And he defends all the lasers. Why, why is he? I mean, he already has the power. Why is he yelling this again? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but it's his sword blasts all the lasers. So instead, Flog decides they're gonna land the ships to take them on one on one. In fact, he yells like, "Land and take them!" I what prisoners? Like screaming it. <laughs> like this guy does a lot of yelling. So they uh, they land the safety. Oh wait, first uh, the wizard there tells them to take the ladies to safety, uh, but. Flipshot Hydron, uh, they can't leave him behind. Well, they can't leave him behind, plus they can't leave one man to take on the mutants. Well, they're not going to be of any freaking use. <laughs> he says he's no ordinary man. He is the one. And for as far as he goes, he'll raise a small shield for himself. Yeah, I'll throw a shield on myself. <laughs> Very casually. <laughs> the big fight with the mutants, where you get to, they highlight some of their powers. Slushhead is one of them. He was the guy with, he had like the, the, the hell, dome on his head. Helmet, yeah. yeah. Uh, Flog has like this like big grappling hook mace thing that he can swing with his uh, hand. Well, yeah, we'll say there is some like nods to like the He-Man toys of the past and these guys having like something, you know, like so they're, they're, I think there's there's some things that they tried to do in the vein of He-Man at least. The coolest mutant showed up earlier. We didn't mention him because he did nothing, but he, he, his head is a giant eyeball. Um, <laughs> he looked like, if you ever read the comic, the original Ghost Rider run of the 70s, he looked like the villain, the orb. He was like the coolest looking mutant and he didn't do anything on the episode. <laughs> I think there was a figure of that guy, so I can only assume he shows up later on. I couldn't tell you his name. Um, there's a big fight with the mutants, but He-Man just pretty much wrecks them all. They run off in defeat. Skeletor hitches a ride with them. Yeah, they're just cool with it, by the way. They're yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even know who the guy is. Yeah, but they uh, take yeah come on. <laughs> and uh, the wizard's all excited. Uh, well, he's not really a wizard or scientist, but he's like, the first battle and the first victory is ours. You are the one. You have the power and the magic. And then He-Man bows, bends the knee to him. You know, thanks him, but you nobody can know I'm Adam, which this is another bizarre thing to me. Well, okay, right. So here's where it falls apart, right? Skeletor knows Prince Adam exists. Yes. Like, he doesn't know Prince Adam is He-Man. No. He knows who Prince Adam is, though. Yes. Familiarity with him. Yeah. Intimate yeah. familiarity. Yeah. With He's Prince Adam, the castle numerous times. How, like, I know Skeletor's a buffoon and a heel. He Man is now in the future with him. Yeah, and now here is Adam as well. Yeah, but don't tell Skeletor I'm He Man. Why? How would he figure that out? Boy, here's these two guys. He Man's here. Then also this other guy from. There's literally only two other people from Eternia. He Man and Prince Adam, and they look a lot alike. at this point who cares if skeletor knows that he's prince adam i you know when i was actually kind of surprised that 
Prince Adam one showed up at all, and then two, Prince Adam was because uh, I didn't I don't remember the intimate plot details of this show, but I, I was like, oh my god, Prince Adam was like part of this. But he says, uh, not to worry. From now on, you're my nephew, Adam. <laughs> you're a merchant. Yeah, you're a merchant. <laughs> So I guess now that also implies that they're going to keep it from Flipshot and Captain Hydron. And- yeah, whereas like they're just going to like, I don't know where He-Man is. He's off somewhere on this planet. And the only reason, I mean, the only reason he's here is for us, but he's off someplace. At least like, I think there was always the plausible thought in the original cartoon that like, well, He-Man, he's probably at Grayskull. That's just where he's hanging out and he yeah. shows up when we need him. Where where's He Man going? Why isn't he like just with them at all times, protecting them? And who the hell is this nephew all of a sudden, like out of out of nowhere? Again, that looks just like He Man. He uh, he always had that merchant nephew. He'd always been talking about him. Oh, I, I didn't mention him. I didn't mention Adam. <laughs> he says he's going to defend your planet. I'm going to defend your people, and I'm going to uh, protect your freedom. And he says that uh, this is a great day. There's much to do. So then we go back to the mutant spaceship. Uh, Skeletor shooting lasers, trying to get their attention. Says, uh, I want He-Man as much as you want. The planet Prime is crushed. Well, maybe I'd settle for him being mutilated. <laughs> Skeletor, that, 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 that quick wit. So they make a bargain to team up. Flog agrees as long as Skeletor knows who's in charge. <laughs> Not specified who's in charge, though. <laughs> Skeletor bows and says, yes, your majesty. But then he has a sinister look at the camera. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, fun interplay between those two rascals throughout this short-lived series. And I thought that was the end of it. But then we get Flipshot and Captain Hydron. <laughs> I get another nod to the original <laughs> series with the... I was so confused at first. Like, what the hell is going on? Their, <laughs> their, their, their ship breaks down and the robot tells them to... Stay in the ship until emergency services. <laughs> Did you notice the weird thing about this robot, by the way? Like, its mouth was like a little button yes. on. Like, to... It had like an extended neck with the I mouth. I had to look. Below. I was like, oh, that's its mouth. It was weird. <laughs> Turns out the whole thing's like one of their old PSA to tell you, you know, in an emergency, don't lose your cool. And uh, <laughs> I was like, up until they said that, I had no idea what the hell was Which going I, I th- on. I don't think that was a thing anymore. When the, by the time this cartoon came out, and I feel like it was just a nod to yeah, like oh yeah, like trying homage to the the original yeah yeah. yeah. And there you have it, the new adventures of He Man, a new beginning. Mm. Well, that was uh, that was something. Uh, <laughs> I'd never seen it before, so um, <laughs> you can watch the whole series now. <laughs> There's a lot more episodes than you think. I'm looking into it because it ran in syndication. Even though it only was on the air for like four months, they they cranked a lot of episodes. They, oh, <laughs> man, um, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get to the spectrometer. <laughs> we're gonna break this down a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't understand so many of the creative choices. Why why are you taking away almost every character that everybody loves? I, I, again, it's. And I hate to go back and just harp on the same point, but it's what about this aside from He-Man and Skeletor, like the names of the characters, not even necessarily the looks, just the names and just, I guess, sort of the lore. What else about it feels like He-Man? That's what I, my favorite thing about He-Man was it was a mix of sword and sorcery and science fiction. Like 
There were vehicles, but they also had magic and swords and axes. Yeah. They get rid of all that except for the Sword of Power. Yeah. And the Sword of Power looks much like He-Man Skeletor, toned down, not as cool. Like, the animation choices are, are weird. The What they want the looks of the characters to be were strange. Again, like, I made light of it, but, like, you're trying to introduce He-Man in your head. I mean, obviously, to the old audience, but to a new audience, you're trying to establish He-Man. And for the first third of the episode, you don't even see He-Man. And the first time you see him, he's just passively walking in a meadow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are and we like, doing here? If your object is to sell toys, like some of the mutant designs are cool, but you're going to buy a flip shot action figure? You gonna- <laughs> <laughs> well, even just, again, these characters are like... <sighs> Like the like a villain to me should be a little aloof and stupid, and these guys are supposed to be the heroes. They're complete buffoons. They're morons. <laughs> they get duped by Skeletor. They they get locked up, captured, can't fight. They're afraid of everything. Like they're not brave. They're not heroic. Like they look stupid. I mean, uh, those those wizards or scientists are supposed to be comic relief, I guess, but uh, they were just annoying. I mean, the entire show, you could argue, is comic relief. <laughs> And like, why not just have Orko? Everybody loves him. I get, and again, I, I get like you want to establish new characters with new toys and things like that. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's bizarre to me. Like there were no like vehicles or like a castle Grayskull or like a battle cat that I, you'd buy as an accessory. Which helped like, make, you know, the show. Of, I mean, I, I just, I actually just bought um, my nephew's three. He loves... He does love He-Man, so I just bought him the Land Shark yeah. that they re-brought out as part of the origin. Oh my god, he loved it. Because cool, it's a freaking car that looks like a shark and it bites and like they had none of that. None of that. Yeah, it, uh We're gonna <laughs> We're gonna go over to the spectrometer and then we're gonna get this a little bit more. For anyone new to the show, the spectrometer is where we rank what we saw. Zero being absolute garbage. Four being doesn't get any better. Brian, how many spectros are you going to give the new Adventures of He-Man a new beginning? I mean, if you'd let me go on the negatives, I'd give it a negative, but it's a zero. It's a zero. (laughs) This is a piece of trash. It's not good in any way. There's nothing redeemable about it that I I saw. There's nothing for me that would make me want to, like, go back and explore this series further. Zero. (laughs) <laughs> that let it that, we're making history folks the first time in multiverse history anyone has picked really zero <laughs> yeah no this is bad this is this is a piece of garbage well i'm not gonna go quite as low i'm i'm probably gonna go just one i don't think the animation was terrible even though it doesn't fit the style doesn't work for he-man to me uh i don't think it was bad i think some of the humor isn't that bad but when you're almost doing jokes from start to finish. It, it tends to get annoying after a while. Yeah, there was always jokes in He-Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much. And I didn't like any new character, except uh, I thought that guy with the big giant eyeball was cool looking, but I, I couldn't imagine my kid saying, hey, I, I just got to get a flip shot figure. Uh, that, that guy's just so cool. Like, th- th- nothing compared to like Man in Arms and Manny Faces and... And Ram Man. Yeah, all these guys look so... All these characters in the original series, like all of them, Man-at-Arms, Stratos, you know, Mechanek, Tila looked friggin' cool. The Sorceress looked cool. Orko was awesome. Like, you had all... They just all had this cool look to them. 
the, the, the least interesting characters on the show were these two guys that you're trying, I guess those would be like, right. Those are probably the figures you're trying to sell the most of. Right. Just, yeah. And like the, the music, it just didn't, it, even like the, I have the, the, by the power of Grayskull, it was just limp. Didn't really get you all that jazzed up. Like it did in the original <laughs> one. Like it feels like a parody more yeah. than like, uh, you know, than anything. It feels like a, it feels like a parody of, of He-Man. And I would question this really did anything for the brand. Why well, we all know it didn't because it lasted like four months. It's it's largely forgotten too. There's a lot of people who don't like you know. There's if you're more casual kind of He-Man fan, you you don't probably even remember this. Honestly, exists. until I watched that episode, the the toys that made us on He-Man was. The first time I think I I don't even remember this cartoon existing back in the night. I've just still held on to the anger. There's two things about He Man that I've held I've held on to the anger with, and this series and the movie, <laughs> like I've never let go. Well, what did you think out there? Did you like it better than we did? If you did, great. Can't uh, take why? <laughs> I need an explanation. Why? If you're gonna tweet <laughs> and and say you like this, I need like I need I need to know why. Oh, uh, you can always go to my social media. Uh, I'm uh, on Twitter. I'm at Matt Spectro. Follow me while you're there. You can give me your two cents. Or you can find me on Facebook at Matt Spectro through the multiverse. And tell us if you did actually like the new adventures of He-Man better than we did. We definitely want to hear your reasoning. Another thing I always bring up, if uh, a child in 2022 came across the new adventures of He-Man, would they enjoy it? I don't think so. Um I mean, we'll, Does your son even like the original He-Man? No, 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 not not really. It's tough. I mean, I, I get why kids nowadays don't like the original filmation one. The animation is not up to par with what a kid, you know, six, even a six, seven, eight year old kid is going to be used to in this day and age. But no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. What is there to grab onto? If like, if you're a kid, you're watching like watching that opening scene of the show, like. What what is there to grab onto? Like the well, we're eventually going to cover it, but like I think the new He Man series has actually gained some traction, and I understand why. And we'll get into that at some point when I come back. But this, I don't even know what there's. If you were somebody just stumbling upon this, whether it's now or in 1990, what would have grabbed you? I would think a kid now would just think it's generic there would be nothing there was no hook about this that even a kid now would like i think a kid would look at it as like b-grade anime like yeah like that's what i think a kid would look at i don't think they would and i'm not just saying that because i didn't think it was any good i just don't think there's anything in this i don't think there's anything in this that would grab anybody no there's nothing there's nothing memorable and if you didn't write down the names of some of these characters you would have never remembered them and even after we've talked about this in a month or two you will all of this will have left your head and you won't remember any of it because there's nothing memorable about this. You don't think uh, Slush Head is uh, in the hearts and minds of a... <laughs> <laughs> slush Head, to me, is like the probably the most He-Man-ish like, thing about the entire... The entire you know, that's actually a pretty cool name. I would have bought a figure of some slush head. I do want to watch. I want to. I want to look into this butt man. Was it butt man? Butthead. 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 I want to look into this butthead character and see more about that. But as I said every week, if you have some uh, two cents, definitely you can go to my social media. And let me know, uh, Brian. Uh, I always open the floor with my guests. 
It's all yours. Plug away anything you want to plug. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if you're familiar with me, you know me from probably from the world of professional wrestling. So come support me out there. All my dates are on my social media. I don't even know if I have any room on Facebook anymore, but I'm just Brian Malonis on Facebook at Brian Malonis on Twitter. Brian Malonis KP on Instagram. If you're a big fan and want a t-shirt, brianmalonis.com. And if you're a really big fan and want uh, your very own wrestling buddy of me, go to brothersgador.com, G-A-D-D-O-R.com, and get your very own Brian Malonis officially licensed wrestling buddy. Dang, I'd be impressed. Uh, I do want to thank you for joining us on the show. Speaking of wrestling, uh, I made the announcement last week. uh, I am going to be uh, reuniting for one night only uh, with my former... uh, Tag team partner Julian Starr to do a new episode of Truth, Justice, and the New England Pro Wrestling Way. That'll put some butts in the seats. We're in the bare beginning of the planning stages. Uh, We don't have a date yet, but please uh, go to our social media. Go to my social media. I'm going to keep you updated. Give that a listen if you can. Until then, this is me and the Kingpin saying so long and see you next week for another episode of Met Spectro Through the Multiverse.